Blog Talk Radio. Scientific breakthroughs, unveilings, spiritual revelations, the openings. It's like a circus shorted Shorted button up your jacket before you try to sport it It's cold outside, protect your chest from unforgiving weather I find your raw hide, chapter 10 like pig leather Now it's better, knowing better, a mental slavery debtor Got a vendetta for culture robbers and wool sweaters For me eugenics disease engineering and the prison sentence A church in Masa with temple to face your God's penance I'm penniless living in the pit of poverty pimping is Not the perm that Cadillac pushing prints of the pinky kiss True pimping is corporations from multi-nations Who form monopolies, distort your situations the medium, the magic on the screen Control your emotions, tell you when to laugh and when to scream When to cry, when to be angry, when to bring hatred on the scene You know what I mean? Contemplation, what I see, my body and my brain. So thinking outside the box, so where the badge of the same. Donald Sterling became here to want the jigaboos of this game. Can these finest slaves carry on like everything is okay? We got men in skirts and dresses. Most rappers get to address it because they want a two of Mac, but more where the button I press it. Oppressive, the system flexes its muscles until you check it. Organize your spiritual weaponry. Now wreck it. I'm back from distant eons to chastise these peons who damage the earth for reasons. The senses for this season. Has come for the gods to return and wait with children to learn. Repent or get burned. This is the ancient man's turn to reclaim what he earned. He created with his sperm, his seed, his germ. Implemented into the great mother, none other. I ain't move propaganda, take lies, banter with slander. Cops cocking glock hammers, handcuffing, reading Mirandas. Claiming they're right when they play South Paul, trying to jam you. Physicians just pill pushes, lawyers just crooks trying to scam you. Schools are holding cells, better yet new age plantations. Teaching kids to worship the flag of corporations of devastation. Chris Cologne was worse than Al Capone. Get it home by sitting at home. I hope this opus penetrates your dome. To at the mouth, your phone, attacking the lies they own. Oprah, I hope you listen and your Tyler Perry clone. The have not, still have not, sucker, but what we have got is a bunch Bunch of sad plots played out for some crumb drops. Couple houses, couple cars, some sperm shots. Yeah, your soul long gone, but your pockets got much fatter. Louisville slugger batter for the chatter. I'm out.
risen from the Ma'afa, the reincarnation of Labib Mustafa, the king of the opera, subject of the saga, this pain in my presence, power in my essence, experience through my lessons, globe trotter, soul spotter, stargazer, Elohim, Shabaka, stone praiser, ancient tips from the chalice to cup the grail, tell the stories of my glories from the depths of hell, oh well, as the pages of my book turn, I burn like ether, ashes in the urn, sprinkle me, I return, as a freedom fighter, overstander, truth writer, lighter, or the catalyst, maybe antagonist, mathematicist, sacred geometric strategist, the builder, protractor, seeing panoramic, fuser, animus, analyzing anarchist, as the pianist, puts melanin to scale, inhale, tell me what you smell, this is one eye focusing through the gnosis, meditate, levitate, over primal oceans, to medicate, educate, over foolish notions, now you overstand, kings and queens, and no quotient. Jamal, and we are live and direct 
on First World Order Radio, Radio, Radio. It is August 31st, 2017, and um, we got a lot to talk about. A lot is going on, and not enough time tonight to cover everything, but we can touch on a few things that uh, we see going on in the world today. But first, want to send a shout out and thanks to Dr. and Mrs. Eileen L. Bay for opening up their platform and allow me to add to the buffet that's already being served and add an additional night of some intellectual and spiritual stimulation with this new show. And I um, want to remind you to get over to their website, com. They got a big event coming up. They have every year the Autumnal Equinox event at their compound in North Carolina. Go to the website, Dr. Eileen L. Bay, so you can get the details on the event. And if you can, then get your face in the place and get your battery recharged. Very important that whatever mechanism you use that you recharge your battery because as we're going to uncover tonight, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of subtle subtle things going on. You see the big things that happen, but big things are just a manifestation of very subtle, more powerful things that are going on behind the scenes. And that's what we're going to have to Dig into a little bit tonight. So get over to DrEileenLBay.com and not only find information on the event, but all of your other spiritual, metaphysical, legal, oh, well, we shouldn't use that term, but um, all of your other needs that you might have, you can find them there on the website address. Also, Get over to mastersofthecosmos.com, my site, and we've got a whole lot of new things going on there. Just started a new class as well. Launched a class that's going to start on September 8th. It's going to be a video online class, and it's going to be Intro to Metaphysics. Intro to Metaphysics. Why is this important? You know, I figure everybody, a lot of people know a lot about metaphysics by now. I mean, it's everywhere. You go on YouTube and got all types of stuff on metaphysics, cultism, and uh, esoterica, and astrology, and numerology. It's just, it's just uh, an abundance of information. Well, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. One of my favorite professors in college, Dr. Megwa, um, said 
He was talking about information. And he was talking about the four phases of information. They're not necessarily separated from each other. They overlap, but they are very dynamic. He said, first, information is hoarded. Then he said, the next phase is information is flooded. Then he said, information is distorted. And then finally, information is embellished. So he's saying at first, and you can just compare this just to historically, information was hoarded at first. Let's go back just to the start of the um, the rise of the Roman Catholic Church. The, this entity was built on hoarding of information. You're talking about dealing with a, a general public that was mostly illiterate, and you're talking about an entity that moved to take ancient information, hide it, conceal it, and then repackage it and give their version as a mechanism of control. That's an example of information being hoarded. And then you see fast forward to what we supposedly live in now, the information age. Well, now information is flooded. It's everywhere. So that means once information is everywhere, then you can start distorting the information because it's in so it's in so many channels, it's in so many hands that it now can be toyed with because it's not something that you have to labor for, at least not like it used to be. So then it starts getting distorted. And then because most of us don't want to labor for knowledge, then people who get a little bit of information, they embellish it. They stretch it. They distort it and they stretch it. They put a little more extra hot sauce on it and they package it and give it to you. And then if you don't have the drive within yourself or the discipline to figure out stuff on your own, then you ain't no better than where you started. So the reason that something like this is helpful, I'm not saying that you that your life is just going to crumble if you don't take this class or you ain't shit if you don't take this class and you ain't going to never know nothing. No, but it's just a way of giving you an added um, piece of ammunition in your arsenal because it's structured. Just like when you take a college course, you get a syllabus at the beginning. Well, this is the same thing. You're going to have a syllabus, and you're going to go down point by point and deal with some basic concepts that that are hallmarks in metaphysics. Why? Because you look at a lot of YouTube videos and things, and they're all over the place. So you get something here, you get something there, you might get a book, get something here, you might be doing something, uh, experimenting here, and da da da, and you just, you got different pieces, which is cool, but this will help you have a good firm foundation for you to now go out and be the scientist and experiment and make your 
own further discoveries, which is what you're supposed to do anyway. So go to mastersofthecosmos.com, click on classes, and you can find the information on how to sign up um, for the course. It's just going to be a one, just a one-time class. It's going to be on September 8th. It's going to be um, live video class. Well, you know, you can. I'll go down, uh, do my bullets, and then we'll have interaction. You can ask questions and share some things, experiences, whatever. But just go to the website. You can get that information. Also, you can find information there on the website, mastersofthecosmos.com, on my new book that I just released, The Lies Behind the Ties, Scorcher. It's a scholarly book, and it's another tool to help give you a firm foundation um, in your journey of becoming not a master teacher, but a master student. And that's what I would call myself. I'm a master student. And that's what most of us, that's what we all should be striving to be as master students. Well, all right. We're going to get off the commercial and we're going to get down to business. For our maiden voyage this evening, we're going to title this discussion The Occult Significance of Hurricane Harvey. The Occult Significance of Hurricane Harvey. And I want to lead off by giving you this to chew on. I was driving to work this morning, early this morning, and I was just thinking, because I'm always thinking about time, 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 how my time gets colonized. You know, I hate my time being colonized, you know. So I, when I was thinking, I was driving, I was thinking how we tend to dismiss a lot of things because most of us, common folk, our time is constantly being colonized. And by our time being colonized, our thoughts can be colonized, can be. There are things that we can do to offset that. But for the, the masses, the, the vast majority of us, because our time is colonized, our mind gets colonized. Our thoughts get colonized, meaning somebody else is controlling them. So that means if I say some crazy, what may seem crazy and outlandish, to most people it's going to sound ridiculous because they're thinking from a colonized mind. What am I saying? The people who orchestrate this reality that we live in, one of the number one weapons they have on their side is time. See, it's hard to explain to a person whose time is always tied down that someone or a group of people could sit around and strategize day in, day out, on how to control your life, but but even deeper than that, how to 
try to harness your energy. Now, to somebody who got to get up like me at 3 in the morning and go to work, you know, that that just don't settle well. It sounds ridiculous. It just sounds like, oh, and this is what they're throwing the word, conspiracy theorists. All these wild conspiracy theories. And it's it's understandable because, like I said, you live in this world and your primary function in this world is to figure out how to make some money so that you can eat, have somewhere to live, have something to drive. Something to drive so that you can go somewhere to work so that you can make some money so that you can get something to eat and have somewhere to stay. And maybe find some little random entertainment here and there with some sports or some other form of entertainment. But that is the that's a congealed reality or illusionary reality we live in. So I just want to lay that down first so we can get a foundation that to be able to digest some of the things we're going to get to here in a minute, you got to think beyond the colonized brain that's been pushed down on us, which is like a helmet. Take your helmet off so that your mind can roam free because it's going to take that type of mind to see what is really going on. Again, our topic is the occult significance of Hurricane Harvey. Big time, big time thing going down. So I want to say one, make one more point. History is a great tool. History and the study of history, the consideration of history and all of above, very great. But it still has its limitations. See, history deals with this, who, what, when, where, and how. Who, what, when, where, and how. You can answer those questions with history. You dig deep enough. Now, here's the limitation. History does not answer the why. Now, sometimes we get tricked into thinking that history answers the why, but it's really not. We think it's answering a why when it's just answering a what. Let me give you an example. We say, okay, why are black folk in the position that we're in? And someone will go historically and say, well, we uh, we stopped maintaining certain ancient practices that we used to uphold. We stopped doing that. Now, that answer is a what, but some people think that answer is a why. You think we're in this position because, oh, we stopped doing certain things that we used to do. Therefore, we need to get back to this and that. We need to get back to building our families. We've got to build our communities. Because we think we just discovered a why. That's not a why. That's a what. See, what deals with effects. Why deals with the cause 
and what's the reason of the cause? Let me let me rephrase that. History does deals with cause and effect. I misspoke. But metaphysics will give you the answer about the why. Why did the cause even happen that brought about the effect? I hope I'm making sense. So this is why we got to deal with metaphysics always has to be incorporated into a historical conversation to get to the real bottom of things, all right? You give your history to give you a timeline. You do your metaphysics to understand what is the what is the ethos running behind the timeline. All right. So let's do this. Let's look at this storm or this hurricane, Hurricane Harvey, and let's look at three particular places, Corpus Christi, Houston, and Port Arthur. Start right there at those three different cities. First city that you heard about in the news was Corpus Christi. Now, I'm I'm jumping ahead, but I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you a little bit of meat early on just for you to chew on. Corpus Christi was where the hurricane initially touched down. Then the next thing, all you're hearing about is Houston, Houston, Houston. And then now you're hearing about Port Arthur. Now put on your metaphysical caps for a minute, and I just want you to step back and just think. Look how subtle it is and how they put it right in front of your face. Corpus Christi. What does that mean? Corpus means body. Christi, Christ, the body of Christ. Houston. Hugh Stone. Hugh, color, stone. Stone that the builders rejected. Cobblestone, black stone. Hugh Stone. Hugh also as in home, honed out. Okay, we're going to come back to that too. Final city. And I'm not saying that these are just the only places affected, but I want you to hone in on these three cities that have been prominent in national news. Final city, Port Arthur. And you do the linguistics on how to name Arthur transitions. Arthur is synonymous with Luther. Luther comes from Uther. Uther comes from Uther. Uther comes from Asar. Asar. Asar is Osiris. So you got the body of Christ, you got the philosopher's stone, and you got Osiris. All of these things covered. In this ritual, there's that number three. There's your trinity, Corpus Christi, Houston, Port Arthur. So that's when we start our metaphysical journey into this 
or should I say occult journey into this Hurricane Harvey situation. Now, I want to flash you back. We've got to do a flashback. And you're going to have to bear with me for a moment because I'm going to have to say I told you so. I did a show here on First World Order at the beginning of the year. That show was titled The Purge of 2016, Rise of the Black Illuminati. Go to Dr. Eileen's page on YouTube, and you can go back and revisit the show. Go through the archive, you'll find The Purge of 2016, Rise of the Black Illuminati. And in that show, I talked about how the year 2017 adds up to the number one. Two plus zero plus one plus seven equals ten. Well, ten is a one and a zero. One plus zero equals one, as in whole. I said this year was the year of becoming whole. Mm, Beaumont, Amun. Yes, sir. There go your crossroad. There go your four cities. Brother Tub just sent that. We said this year of 2017 was supposed to be the year of coming back together. All right? And I talked about how last year, 2016, ended up with, if you remember, you had a whole bunch of debates. People on YouTube making videos about each other and a bunch of wolf tickets and, you know, pump faking and, you know, and and we talked about how that was part of the purge. All right? I'm getting to something here. Then in February, I did a show called Super Bowl Rituals, Sacrifices, and Melanin Wars. Again, you can find that on Dr. Eileen's YouTube page. And that show, I talked about a movie called 10.5 Apocalypse, and it came out in 2006. You got to go back and listen to that show again because you need to listen to the whole show. And when you listen to that show, I want you to think about what's going on right now. All right? In this movie that I talked about, 10.5 Apocalypse, the whole thing was about a fault line that started in Seattle, and it and it traveled across, traveled east until it got to the middle of the country, and it ran smack down the middle of the country. And guess where it ended up? It ended up in Houston. It ended up in Houston. And the whole thing was, that was a nuclear reactor in Houston. And they were worried that this fault line was going to run all the way down this hot lava and it was going to be this catastrophic explosion when it hit this nuclear reactor in Houston. And what they did was they said, what, is Texan, what are Texans known for? They said, oh, for a person was like, cattle, somebody's like riding horses, 
And somebody was like, oil. It's like, yes, oil. Texas is known for oil. So they said, what we'll do to divert this um, this uh, catastrophe is we'll blow up the oil and divert it from where it's its path of going toward this nuclear reactor. Now just sit and think about what I just said. The movie came out in 2006. I don't want you to think literally. I want you to think using your creative mind, your right brain, your occult mind, what does oil represent? What does the nuclear reactor represent? What does the fault line represent? They all are talking about one thing, kundalini energy. And that kundalini energy is synonymous with all these texts talking about Islam, Mahdi, Christianity, Christ, Hinduism, Krishna, Shiva, Rudra, Buddha, and Buddhism. Uh, uh, we'll even go as far to say Akhdar in the Sufic Islam. This energy is feared. It may have just seemed like just conjecture in the past or just some feel-good information or something that really sounded way out there and it's really cool, you know, like, I'm a god, you know. But we're seeing now this shit is for real. This is not no play-play. This is the real deal, Jimmy. You see it described and laid out in a movie. It's described as something, it takes an attribute of it to describe how powerful it is and puts it in different terms to cloak it and hide it. Nuclear reactor, oil field, fault line. So it takes your mind and you're thinking literally about a fault line. You're thinking literally about the oil field, literally about nuclear reactors. They're talking about the power of something lying dormant within you and I that creates a great deal of fear. Understand this. Everything about this hurricane is dealing with fear. Make no bones about it. This shit is about fear. When you shut your own shit down, and you worship capital, this is about fear. We're going to lay this out, though. We're going to lay it out. What I talked about in that show, Super Bowl Rituals, about was the Keystone pipeline that runs smack dab down the middle of the country, exactly what this movie was describing, this fault line. And this pipeline ends where? Port Arthur, Texas. Again, the disaster was diverted in the movie by setting the oil fields on fire. I'm trying to build my case here. 
I told you first, this year adds up to one, as in something forming, coming back together. I told you in the Super Bowl ritual show about the fault line that represents this Christ energy that's running down through here. That's been known about for some time now. I'm talking about at least 60 years. You lay back all these crazy events that have occurred right off of I-45, I-35 running down through Texas, even going all the way up through doggone Missouri, Minnesota. You see all these crazy catastrophes that have happened, highway collapses. Okay, now this is where we get funky. Where was the Super Bowl held at, ladies and gentlemen? The last Super Bowl. Was it not held in Houston, Texas? What does that have to do with right now? See, this is what people bank on. They bank on us having very short memories. Very short memories. With all the technology moving so fast, with all of, you know, uh, the the, the news cycles, all the social media, everything's about today. What did you post on Instagram today? What did you post on YouTube today? Because if you don't keep posting stuff, you lose your relevance. People forget about you. Why? Because they only can remember what happens right now. The average human attention span is eight seconds. Not babies. I'm talking about across the board, eight seconds. So how many people are thinking about the Super Bowl that happened in Houston and this doggone hurricane in the same area? How many people are connecting the dots? Part of this is a social experiment just to see how amnesiatic the society is or how little they pay attention. The Super Bowl was held at NRG Stadium. Nun Resh Gimel. Water. Nun. Water. The head. Resh. Head. Gimel. Splendor. NRG Stadium is the womb to birth a new reality. The stadium opened August 24, 2002. Look at the date, August 24. Look at the look at the cycle that we're in right now. The day's date is August 31st. All of this shit is going on in the same cycle. I told you at the beginning of the show, you can never fathom how much planning goes into controlling our reality because you and I have to do something called survive. We couldn't fathom that somebody could be sitting and planning something to happen in August, not in February during the Super Bowl, but way before the Super Bowl. I'm talking about years in advance. This shit was planned based on an understanding of astrology, numerology, metaphysics, occultism, eschatology. 
the shit was all laid out. Now, let me just say this. If you think this is crazy, go and look up. Now, everybody and their mama know about HARP by now. H-A-A-R-P, I think, is the acronym. You go and Google it. So this is old news that there's a way to go up and manipulate the ionosphere to create weather patterns. Let me just put that out there. Energy Stadium symbolizes the womb. Now, I want you, I'm going to show you something else, too. You'll never hear this anywhere else. I want you to Google an aerial image of that stadium and the Cowboys stadium. And I want you to look at the aerial image of that stadium. I want you to go and get the movie Kubo, K-U-B-O, get the movie Kubo. It's an Osirian story, Osiris Heru story. That movie is a scorcher, a little children's movie. But in that movie, Osiris is represented as a dung beetle or the scarab. Now listen to this. The scarab in ancient Kemet was called Kepra. Kepra is the dung beetle. That means it crawls up into balls of feces and lays its eggs, and the eggs hatch out of the feces. The science behind Kepra is that is that it is a vehicle of regeneration. It's talking about alchemy. It crawls up in something putrid, and out of that putrid substance, something new comes out of it. Them fucking stadiums are designed after scarabs. Look at a damn scarab. Go and Google a scarab or a dung beetle and go and Google an aerial vision or picture of your stadium, NRG Stadium or Cowboy Stadium. It's got a big hump back, and it's got the little legs coming out. It's a dung beetle. And a dung beetle, again, represents the womb because it's a vehicle for, it's a doorway. The womb is synonymous with the tomb. The same thing that you die in is what you are born through. It's a doorway. They had this thing planned out. From That's why they changed it from Reliance Stadium to NR. This shit been planned out for years. March 19th. Hmm. Okay. That's Aries. War. Shit all lines up. So let's just revisit. Let's, let's just revisit what happened at that Super Bowl. Just real brief. We ain't going to go deep because, like I said, the show is on there. You can go back and listen to the show again. Lady Gaga was in sequence, right? And remember the halftime show? that they had her on a wire and they dropped her down supposedly in, or they made it look like they dropped her down in the stadium, all right? Now, a lot of things was going on there. One, she was trying to pop to um, uh, position herself as being the widow. Now, you know, the widow is the master builder. You know, you see that uh, the story in the, the Bible of... Um, uh, damn, what's his name? Y'all help me out. Um, from Tyree, uh, the the whole Masonic thing. 
Come on, Gino. I know you know. Hiram. Hiram Abiff. Yeah. He was the son of a widow. So if he's the supposed master mason, but he's the son of, of the widow, then she's the master builder because she built the so-called master mason. All right. So she lowers herself down and she's the widow. All right. Refer to, to uh, Proverbs 9 and 1 where they talk about the widow and her power. Now, she's in sequence. What do those sequins represent? Stars. Star seed. She was the star seed being impregnated into the womb of NRG Stadium. All right? Now, what we saw at the Super Bowl was the beginning of gestation. Understand, too, that the Super Bowl was moved from what used to be in January to February. Now, the day that I'm born on just so happens to be one of eight Sabbaths. And this particular day, February 2nd, is called Mbok. Guess what in bulk means? In milk. In milk. So they moved the Super Bowl around the in bulk day. And they do this whole ritual where she goes down into the womb in milk. Or in the milk as in the um, amniotic fluid, which is a milky kind of water, just like semen. Just like snot, cerebral spinal fluid, it's kind of it's that's the land where they talk about the land of milk and honey. You're talking about a mixture, a kind of milky, watery type of substance. All right, so you, well, I'm again, I'm giving you, I'm laying the whole ritual out for you, so you can see how this thing lines up. You got to stay with me. Now we know the sacrifice that was done in that Super Bowl was to sacrifice Heru, the Falcons, particularly Julio Jones, number 11. They made all this hoopla about how are we going to stop number 11. Now, you know those 11 line up with those Palos, line up with those 11 terrible demons that Tiamat unleashed when she was being attacked by her children, she and her husband Kangu, and Sumerian Babylonian myth. There's all types of other implications of the 11, all right? So they sacrificed that 11 and Heru, and guess what they did? They raised up their own number 11, Julian Edelman or whatever his name is. You're seeing the same thing go on now. Now, just stay with me. Stay with me. I'm laying my foundation. Fast forward. Fast forward to August 21st, the great solar eclipse. Now, I say that that solar eclipse represented Christ officially, officially being ushered onto the planet. Now, we know... We're occult-minded people. 
metaphysical-minded people. We know we're not talking about um, a person. We're talking about an essence, an energy that is officially entered through a doorway through this eclipse. Okay? So, again, if a group of people have an ordinate amount of time and an ordinate amount of time on their hands, then that means they got time to comb through all types of astrological data, numerological, all types of eschatological texts, and they can already be planning for this August 21st event way before you and I even start thinking about it. So that means if they know that this Christ energy is supposed to come through this gateway, then that means what would be common sense? If you know and you feel like it's something that's going to be to your detriment, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to start planning on how we can offset this. That's just common sense. So that is what we see happening right now. It's almost like, you know, on the um, with Superman, you got the real Superman and the fake Superman. I can't remember his name, um, but the, you, 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 um, DC comic heads, you know what I'm talking about. I think his name was Bravaro or something like that. The fake Superman. This is what's going down. You got the real deal is coming through, meaning that it is lining up in you. So what I need to do is I need to put a knockoff version to try to offset that. Then I need to get in your head and play with your mind so that you will lose focus on your true Superman rising up in you. I need to divert your attention. I need to distract you. I need to knock you off course. My fear. Ultimately, I fear you. Okay, let's keep moving. So that was the 21st. Now, understand this. If we say that that solar eclipse was a gateway or a doorway, that's the same as crossroads. Ah, now you got to go back to the show, The Trickster, God of the Crossroads. We talked about that. So the Dr. Arlene's. YouTube page, and revisit that show. The Crossroads. The Trickster. Trickster. A prime example of a trickster is Legba. Legba sits at the crossroads, okay? And he grants passage. Ain't it funny that right before the solar eclipse, a trickster dies? Dick Gregory. Why do I say a trickster? Because he was a comedian. He was a comedian. He represented Legba. And we'll even go as far to say that another trickster died, Jerry Lewis. Dick Gregory was August 19th, Jerry Lewis, August 20th. Do you think that's just by coincidence? Now this thing is all now this now that's this is the natural we say this is the organic spirituality. 
those two figures transitioning right before this eclipse. That's the organic side. This Hurricane Harvey, this is the GMO version of somebody trying to respond to something naturally happening. You see, two trickster figures leave the planet. Right here at this gateway. All right? Now, I'm going to give you something else that I'm sure none of y'all, unless you in heavy in the fitness, that you ain't going to know nothing about this, but it's relevant. Two very prominent Caucasian bodybuilders died very recently. One's name, listen to this name, Dallas McCarver. Dallas. We've talked time and time again about this connection between Dallas and Houston. This bodybuilder just so happened to be named Dallas McCarver. But that's just a sidebar. All right? He was young, 26 years old. Another pro bodybuilder, and he was more so known for his YouTube following and you know, he had like a million subscribers. His name was Rich Piano. Now, this cat did ridiculous amounts of steroids. The other dude, too. But this dude, Rich Piano, he 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 uh, broadcasted his. You know, he he made it to where it's just it's wide open. Hey, this is what I do. This is the lifestyle. Okay. He even, I never heard anybody say this, but you can look at him. You can tell he had injections in his lips. He's covered, his body's covered in all these tattoos. To where you look at his arm, his arm almost looks like it's uh, gray or green from so many tattoos. So you see how the subconscious mind works? The subconscious mind Longing to have something that you can't consciously express, it comes out to the surface. You get all these tattoos to give yourself the appearance of having color. You shoot yourself in the lips to have the attributes that come along with having melanin or being more melanin dominant. We know scientifically everybody has melanin, but there's a difference between melanin deficiency and melanin dominance. Now, these two bodybuilders represented metaphysically the ego. So you had this gateway opened up. The two trickster figures transitioned before the gateway. After the gateway, the ego was destroyed. Ain't that some shit? This shit is deep. This ain't no plaything. This shit is real. This shit is real. It's so real, it's a little scary. We ain't talking about just conjecture. We're talking about this shit is real and it's moving and it's showing itself. Okay. On this tip of melanin, I got to, I got to channel some 
Dr. Francis Cress Wilson here because I want to I want to talk about this, and this is not to go on to some black power tangent, but this is just real facts. She talked about how the gun was the Caucasian male's equalizer. How the gun, you turn the pistol, the six-shooter pistol sideways, and how it resembles a phallus and testicle from a side shot uh, profile. She got that in her book, The ISIS Papers. I will go a step further and say that the gun plus the big truck, especially down here in Texas, you see the big truck, the jacked up truck with the with the fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollar suspension up under it. The tattoos is the new equalizer. And I'm gonna tell you something else that is big now. Steroids is the new equalizer. You got to understand what steroids do. Steroids enhance your body's testosterone production. Testosterone is what gives a man vigor. It's part of what gives him his vigor. So that means it's going to increase your sex drive. It's going to increase your protein synthesis. That's what makes them bigger because your body synthesizes, synthesizes meaning it makes protein. It builds protein faster. And protein builds muscle. That's why you get bigger. So therefore you have a greater capacity to train harder because you're taking in this hormone. So if I know that by nature my sex drive cannot compete, and genetically, I have some inferiorities. Then now this drug becomes a great a great equalizer. All manifesting under an ego brain, a brain that is hell bent on maintaining some false sense of superiority. But that false sense is based on an an attempt to compensate for an inferiority. But after that eclipse, we saw the manifestation of the death of the ego. Once again, what was ushered through that gateway was Christ's energy. And you can give it any other type of name you want to give it. We all speak in the same language. That was Christ's energy coming through for you to harness more ways than one. You got to apply that to your own particular walk, how you going to harness that. That's, that's your work. That's, that's each of our uh, individual work to do. But on hinging on that concept of Christ, though, let's jump over to Mayweather versus McGregor. 
That happened on August 26th. This is some major shit going on right now, this, this latter part of August. It's going down. Mayweather versus McGregor. Now, if you saw the fight, you saw that McGregor came out and he looked very timid. He talked all that shit. But I honestly, I honestly believe, I don't, I don't believe, I know he was afraid. You can see it in his eyes. He was afraid. All right? Now, I ain't no Floyd Mayweather fan. I ain't never, that's the first time I've watched a full Mayweather fight. Because I understood the implications of this one. And when he came out in that goddamn black and gold robe and a, and a black ski mask, I said, oh, it's over. It's over. It's lights out. Didn't Bobby Heeman always talk about put Anubis on the top of your car, put Anubis beside you, the black and gold? In the Bible, it talks about on the Ark of the Covenant and uh, building the, um, yeah, the Ark of the Covenant to cover it with tar and pitch. Tar is the black. Pitch comes from the word bedellium. Bedellium is gold, black and gold. He covered himself in the black and gold. There was no way this nigga was going to lose. If the nigga had one foot, he would have won the fight. So he comes out, and what does he do? He plays around for, I say, the first five, six rounds. And then all of a sudden, after the sixth round, you look over in McGregor's corner, and his mouth is wide open. He's gasping for air. Now, I want you to understand, all the stuff I'm describing has thing to do with Houston. And if you've ever listened to one of my broadcasts, you know I'm going to tie this shit all together as we come to the end. All this shit is relevant. He's gasping for air. He's desperate. This shit going on down in Houston, what are they manipulating? The air, the wind, because they are gasping for fucking air. All right? So, I want you to go on Google this term. This is just, this ain't, like I said, this ain't about no, just want to talk shit. This is a real term. Go and look this up. Wimpy white boy syndrome. This is a real medical term. It deals with premature babies. And it says for the premature Prematurely born baby, the ones with the least, the lowest life expectancy is the male of European descent because he has a problem with the development of his lungs. So they coined the term wimpy white boy syndrome. Sixth round ends, McGregor is in his corner, gasping for air. Fast forward, 
four more rounds. We're in the 10th round, ladies and gentlemen. And Mayweather starts a flurry of headshots on McGregor until the referee finally steps in and stops the fight. Now, people are saying, oh, the, the fight was rigged. They stopped it too quick. McGregor could have come back. Let me give you the science on this. They could not show him getting knocked out. They couldn't allow that. So it was already, the referee was already instructed, do not let him knock him out because they understood what that would represent on a symbolic level. But nevertheless, he still outboxed him. I want you to pay attention to two numbers. This was Floyd Mayweather's 50th win in his 40th year of life, and it came in the 10th round. I told you I was going to tie all this shit together. I told you about the show, The Purge of 2016, Rise of the Black Illuminati. I gave you the show first of the year, and I said the year 2017 adds up to 10, and 10 adds up to 1. What round did he knock out uh, Conor McGregor in? The 10th round. What victory did this give Floyd Mayweather? His 50th victory. 5 plus 0 equals 5. What's the significance of 5, Brother Jamal? 5 is the number of Christ. Didn't I tell you what came through the doggone portal? 5 plus 0 is 5, Christ. Christ goes to a cross, a crossroad, four directions, and he becomes the center of the four directions, which makes him the fifth point. Mayweather is 40 years old at the crossroad, and he symbolizes, fuck what you think about Mayweather. He's an idiot. He can't, whatever. He's He can't read. He run in his fights. He's blah, 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 blah. He's flamboyant. It ain't about him. It's about what did he represent. 40, crossroads. Doorway. Solar eclipse. Ushering in Christ's energy. This shit is major. This shit is major. I told you that the movie 10.5 Apocalypse describes this fault line running down through Houston, ladies and gentlemen. And I said this fault line represents the kundalini energy. Kundalini energy is synonymous with Christ. Well, how, Brother Jamal? Kundalini is talking about a fire. All right. Now let's refer to the good book. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 24, a story that we're all very familiar with. 
It's that old Garden of Eden story. And this, the chapter concludes in verse 24. It says, so he drove the man out, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. All right? The flaming sword. Okay? Now, uh, we're going to go to Matthews 10. And 34. I've quoted this scripture at least 15 million times. I'm going to do it 15 million and one. In Matthew 10 and 34, it says, this is Christ speaking. Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Hold up. Wait a minute. Now, didn't it just say in Genesis that a flaming sword was put at the east of the garden. East meaning your east of your mind, your right brain, your pineal is the sword. And then Christ is speaking and said, I came to bring the sword. Sword, flaming sword as in fire. But hold on, no, hold on. Let's keep going. John chapter 14 Verse 6. See, the Bible is a very occulted book, despite what you think. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So if a sword, flaming sword, and a cherubim was placed at the east of the garden, and that sword is synonymous of Christ who says he's a sword. And he also says no one gets to the Father but through me. Then we see the connection. What's being described here is Christ. Christ's energy, synonymous of kundalini energy. Now, Christ is also synonymous with Shiva, Rudra, who are destroyer deities. In the Hindu pantheon. And how do they destroy? Using fire. And what is that fire then? What are they really talking about with the fire? Is it saying they go around, they're dragons, and they, they scorch up? No, the fire is talking about your own mind. What came through that gateway was something connecting inside of you and I, inside of our being, our essence, representing our minds coming back online, not to try to go back and rebuild Black Wall Street, not to try to go back and rebuild ancient Mali, but to do exactly what is stated in Matthew 10 and 34, to bring a sword, a spiritual sword. So if you are lacking spiritual powers, then you need to wield your sword in a physical reality, i.e. Hurricane Harvey. So overall, The point 
of this hurricane, one of several, was to drown out, we're going to deal with the metaphysical aspect, to drown out the fire, which is Christ. That's why this water had to be used to try to drown out Christ. At the same time, to project the subconscious illusion of the recessive as being the dominant. My brother, my brother introduced this to me, this 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 little saying to me when I was little. One of my brothers, he said, "You gotta fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it." This is the personification of that statement. Not the personification, but the expression in real time of that statement with all the things we see going on. We see people trying to fake it till they make it. Trying to present the reality that they are greater than they actually are. Selling wolf tickets. You see them trying to control the energy. You see gas prices increased, gas shortages in Texas. We haven't get we got lines all up and down the street and we way up here in Dallas. Why? Now on a mundane level we see how it's playing out. But what does that have to do with? They want to control the gas represents energy. Gas is a form of energy. So with this, there, there, it's an expression of we are controlling the energy. And if you can't, if you don't have no gas, guess what? You can't move. Remember the mannequin challenge, but it had all these idiots around the world, not just the country, the world, pausing and freezing. And seeing, oh, who could do it the best? That was a test run. This is the official mannequin challenge. Now, if I can't control the energy, then that means I can stop you. I got you under curfew. I got you where your resources are limited. You can't get no water. You can't get no gas. Look, I'm in control. I control the energy now. It's an expression of fear. Houston brothers are going in. Um, Super Bowl. Let's lay this out. The Super Bowl that Super Bowl that just so happened to be Super Bowl Fifty One where we talk about Mayweather, 50th win, came in the 10th round, 51. So Super Bowl 51, see, whenever they, for everything they do, for every GMO product, there's an original product that it's trying to emulate. And it'll show itself in one form or another to let those who have eyes see it. 
So the Super Bowl that happened in Houston and NRG Stadium was the impregnation. I'm gonna, this is what I'm about to do now, just conclude. I'm just laying out the official occult ritual here for you. Super Bowl was the start. That was the impregnation. Lady Gaga was the star seed being inserted into the womb or the scarab beetle. Hurricane Harvey is where the water breaks. See, the flood. The flood is where the water breaks. Now, I want to ask you, What is Monday's holiday? What's Monday's holiday, ladies and gentlemen? What do they call that day? Labor Day. Labor Day. Did you get it? Labor Day. The water breaks right before Labor Day. The shit was all set up. They started the shit with the Super Bowl. We'll impregnate, disseminate the womb. We'll let the water break, symbolizing going into labor right before Labor Day. The key is, I understand my deficiency, but I have to use the mechanisms and the channels I have at my disposal. I have control over everything that goes on in the physical illusionary world. I control media. I control resources. I control finances. I control infrastructure, just to name a few. So I need to orchestrate a reality in this realm to offset what all this time we have on our hands that we've been able to study and figure out what's going on in that realm. We need to offset it with something down here. We know that that eclipse was a womb, a doorway, and through that womb something was born. So we need to offset that by doing our own ritual. Ritual just means arrangement. Now, if I get up and bathe every day, that's a ritual. And the ritual hinges on some tangible and intangible things. The tangible things are the water, the soap, the washcloth, all right? Those are tangible items. But what I'm looking to achieve is something that's actually intangible, cleanliness. You can't define, you can't touch and pick up cleanliness. It's a state. And it's accepted that when you come around me and you smell my deodorant or you smell shampoo in my hair, the residuals, or you smell some, maybe I'm wearing some oil, or you smell my soap, 
or you smell the coconut oil that I, that I put on, then that denotes in your mind, oh, he's clean. He has good hygiene. I did a ritual to create a feeling in you which triggers a thought, and that thought then creates a reality. Because you smell something on my person, you you go to think, oh, he's clean. But what if I put on deodorant and I didn't wash my ass, though, and I got all types of little bacteria still on me? So this ritual here is, is, is the same as me going and putting on a bunch of cologne and a bunch of deodorant, but my ass still funky because I didn't really bathe. But because the people around me are ignorant of how to test the fortitude of my cleanliness, then they go for it, hook, line, and sinker. So if I can't create a situation and a ritual that creates a thought in you, whether the shit is real or not, now I activate it out of your ignorance. So we have to do things like this to deconstruct what is going on in real time. I know we say we so we so super magical, we don't have to deal with current events and what's going on. But fuck that, because this shit is a mental war. So we have to deconstruct everything from the abilities that we have being able to tap into another world. Because our ability to deconstruct mentally, that's how we tear down the matrix and we build the next world for us to inhabit. Somebody got to be able to decode and, 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 and fragment in real time what's going on around us. That's the point of a priesthood. That's what priests do. They have mental faculties when everyone else around them is losing theirs. Understand this, final point. All this stuff going on, even the Super Bowl. And I didn't even get into all these other things. I got a whole host of of articles on other things going on on a mundane level that you don't hear nothing about because it's all being cloaked under this hurricane and and um, Trump pardoning some sheriff in Arizona. All this, this is all wag the dog. So maybe this will have to be another show where we deal with just some, just some straight up mundane shit about. Uh, there's an example. See that equalizer? I got to have a loud engine. See, but um. Things about they passed the bill. Let me see. Let me just give you this. Just, just give you something just to chew on. Uh, let me see if I can find it. This is listen to this headline. Did Congress quietly pass a bill allowing warrantless 
searches of homes. Congress passed a bill authorizing a transit safety committee that contained language one representative considered too broad and unconstitutional. Basically, this bill was passed for Washington, D.C. area that Metro police, basically your real cops, can come and search your home without a warrant if they deem you to be a threat um, to public safety transportation-wise. So things like that are going on. You hear nothing about in the news, nothing. I got a whole host of other things that are going on that tie into all of these. It's, it's global. Oh, in France, somebody drives with a van. And you notice it's all these cars, a, a van or a car, drives and hits somebody. Charlottesville drives and hits somebody. This is a whole nother damn show right here. This sets up a whole nother conversation about, then you got the thing about gas prices skyrocketing or gas shortages. Ask yourself what's being set up. And you got to go and Google a man named Elon Musk who's got this whole thing about the lithium driven car. The car that, that you don't have to drive. You can just sit back and relax. But that's a different, that's a whole different, got a, a lecture. This is going to be through the website, Spiritual Warfare, The Final Showdown. That's going to be the name of this. We're going to talk about what's the significance of lithium. Hmm. How all this stuff ties in. But we're going to wrap up right there. You know, phone lines are open. we we'll take some calls real quick. What's the number? Five six three nine 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 three seven three eight. It's Brother Jamal. It's our maiden voyage of Masters of the Cosmos Radio, live on First World Order Radio. Also, send. I want to send a shout out to my good brother, Blackwater, the Man of Magician. I want to also extend thanks to that brother for opening up his platform, allowing me to sit in. Hopefully, we'll be able to get him on this show. Um, one night or a couple of nights and let him go in on some topics. But the phone line is open. Press 1 if you got something you want to say, if you got a question. Um, and then we'll, we'll, after the questions and comments, we'll wrap up with some final announcements. And let me see. I got to remember how to open up the thing. Eight one seven. What's good? Hey, this is Purplest. Hey, this is Purplest. How you doing? Peace. How are you? What I wanted to reiterate, or some points that I wanted to bring up, are that um, in the ritual at the Super Bowl, this was the first year, to my knowledge that they invited um, HBCU black was a quarterback to be a part of the ritual. So to me, that was uh, manipulating or getting our energy to help with their ritual, number one. Um, 
Number two, I think it is critical that we stop using the term white supremacy. We have to start saying white inferiority. We have to cut that out because I feel like when we use that term, we're helping in the ritual. I can't do that. I'm not lending my energy to that. Um, and then number number three, I felt like um, I, I know you were giving your essence or your understanding of the eclipse. But my understanding was it was a passing of the masculine to the feminine. And so I did a ritual to help me absorb as much feminine energy from that from the eclipse. That's all I had to say. All right. Good point. Well, there's an old Sufi story in Idris Shah's book. The Sufis, and there's a story mm-hmm. about a um, a Greek man, a Phoenician man, Italian man, and a Turkish man, and one interpreter. And the Italian man asked for grapes in his language, the Turk in his language, the 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 Phoenician in his, and the Greek in his, and they're all arguing about. Um, what you know, each one wants, and the interpreter just mm-hmm. brings them grapes. Mm-hmm. So you may call it passing of the masculine to the feminine, and I may say Christ. Somebody else may say Shiva, but we're speaking the same language. Because Christ, right? So you know, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it is. How it resonated with you Exactly So you, what you exactly. What you did was You harnessed it for you know You harnessed it for yourself Is what you're supposed to do So okay. you know I think it was uh, Either way I think one word We can all agree on Powerful okay. um, Powerful energy um, So it's good to hear your voice Good to talk to you um, you want to stay on? I'm, I'm gonna take on some more, some more calls. You want to stay open, or you want me to mute you out? I just want to decide about something else too. Last year, um, or shortly after Brother Panic came here last year, he um, put a call to action out to the community, the co-community. He asked us to get the um, Captain America doll, and he told us to do rituals mm-hmm. to tear the the structure down. Well, I've been doing my rituals, and I can see the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. I can see the benefit mm-hmm. of it. I think, too, I wanted to say this, too, about what's going on down in, with our folk in South Texas. If you strap and then you ain't got no money, don't and I'm not trying to talk to the religious people. I'm talking to people on a certain level, which they shouldn't be saying this anyway. But don't tell nobody you're going to pray for them. Um, what you can do is if you want to work with Oya or just like Sister Purple said, like with the Captain America, get you a storm dog. Storm, the character from X Men. Mm-hmm. 
and work with her. And I, now, my son, before the hurricane, he kept going in the kitchen and picking up sweet potatoes and bring them in my office, and he'd set them down. He'd, he'd been doing this for days. Just keep bringing these damn sweet potatoes. Hmm. So we need to, however you want to prepare your sweet potatoes, we need to be, if, you go, if you're going to build you an altar to oil your, or, and, and or storm, put you nine pieces of sweet potato on your altar. Or, and consume you some too. But on your altar, put nine pieces. And... Because I do not feel that this storm is natural, so it's a GMO storm. So you need to, you need to, we need to be using organic methods to offset it. So either be focusing on mentally on oil energy, or build your altar, or work with the storm doll. But if you don't have no money. And if you got some money, don't send no money to no Red Cross. You'd be better off sending your money to, God forbid I say this, to some damn church before you send it to a Red Cross. There are some churches who actually put aside their doctrine, who actually are sincere about, you know, we're going to at least try to feed our folk. You'd be better off lining up with that if you can't just send the money straight to somebody. Walmart to Walmart to somebody you know. But don't send no money to no Red Cross or no no other bullshit um uh whatever organization with a CEO making six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, and, and and people, you know, you don't know if they're getting a crumb or, or, or a rock. Mm. So I wanna throw that you know, when you said that you kinda triggered my mind, I wanted to Bring that up. But anything else on your mind, Sister Purpose? Um, not, not that I can think of at this point in time. We just have to really get into our dark magic. That's right. That's right. Well, all right. Well, we're gonna chop it up later. Good to hear from I'll you. I'll say, I'll say. Good hearing from you, too. Right on. You be easy. You, too. Peace. All right, all right. 281 on the line. You open up. What's going on, Brother Jay? What's up? What's up, Brother Chris? Man, a lot. I everything. Man, hey, I'm I'm copacetic, man. I'm 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 good, good actually. You know, down here in uh, you might in Screwston, down here in Screwston, you know, uh, where we just uh, had the, you know, the waters come through real real heavy, like you know, right. And uh, first. First, I want to say uh, something that you said. Uh, 
one of the things, a lot of things you said caught my attention when uh, this is on the on the mundane side is uh, the donation um, side. There's here in the city, there's a, uh, a entity called National Black United Front. I think, uh, uh, you know, one of the faces of it is Brother Malik Muhammad, if I'm not mistaken, is his name. And uh, I met, I actually met this brother, uh, Sister Purpleist, was at the at the function when they had the event with uh, with Red Peel. And, uh, you know, brother had a real, real, you know, cool vibe, you know, just, just chopping with him and everything, you know. And then today, talking to Cole Black, I found out he's actually a, a member of uh, National Black United Front, and he vouches for it. They have a flyer out mm-hmm. where people can donate. They got a link where they can donate monetarily directly to them, and they could also offer, you know, uh, you know, any kind of goods or clothes or whatever directly to them if they want to, you know, give to an entity that we're saying is, is reputable, some reputable people, reputable sources where they know it's going to um, actually uh, go to our people, you know, resource-wise. Man, you, you got a, a yeah. website for them? Uh, I don't got a website, um, but they can just – Go to Facebook and look up uh, Malik Muhammad. Look up uh, National Black United Front. They can even go to uh, go to my page at Chris Nakibulon. And uh, if I don't know if I got the post public, but uh, where I have the actual flyer and it has a direct link where they could go. It's uh, Razu.com uh, is the website for the monet for uh, to monetarily. Uh, give to them, but they should be able to find that flyer. Uh, hold on. Let me trying to see if I can get another link. But, yeah, they should be able to find it, though. National. If they Google National Black United Front, let me let me Google that. See what come up. Yeah, yeah I'm looking up, looking it up now myself. Because, you know, they still, you know, it's not like a huge entity, so they're not as prevalent on the internet, but you know they definitely uh, they they got their stuff together. They're just a little smaller on on the uh, in comparison, like an entity like a Red Cross. No, they pulled up. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah, um, I'm on the website, but it don't show. Okay. Yeah. It don't show that. I'm actually putting I'm actually Yeah, I'm trying to uh see if I could pull up here. I might be able to pull up the direct link for y'all. Yeah, this is the direct link where people can type this in to their browser, their URL. Uh Razo dot com, that's R A Z O O dot com backslash story S T O R Y backslash L I L the number three, the number eight L. That's L I L three eight F. And that should that okay, give you the direct link. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got back up. Say that again. Razu dot com okay. backslash L I L backslash story mm-hmm. backslash L I L three eight F. Okay, I put in something wrong. 
I'm just going to write it while you see it. I'm trying to type it now. R-A-Z-O-O dot com. Mm-hmm. Backslash. Backslash. Story. Forward slash. Yeah, backslash is, uh, yeah, backslash. Like it's leaning to the left? Yeah, it's like to the left at the bottom and to the right at the top. Oh, that's forward that's slash. The, that's oh, that's why. forward slash. Okay. 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 So razu.com forward slash story. Let me go back to it. Forward uh-huh. slash L I L three eight F. Three eight F. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Ben. Okay, you go uh well, yeah, that should be it. So that should pull up. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was uh, one thing I wanted to share. Just based on what you were saying, the uh, the other thing is adding on to you were telling that uh, story out of the Sufis book by Idris Shaw, which uh, I had that book as well. Mm-hmm. Great read. Uh, O.G. Bobby Hemmings says it's the definitive text. Uh, in right. terms of the Sufis, he said uh, he said like ten, like twelve books or something came out after that. That was all garbage on the Sufis. You know, uh, I think he said that they put that shit out to try to offset the, the Idris Shaw book. You know, uh, but nevertheless, you know, this is just another angle. Just just adding on to that point on what I experienced uh, in in terms of the water. A whole lot of a whole lot of shit. A whole lot of it's so it's so much. You know, this is such a major thing, and it's so it's so much of an opportunity. You know, because we know that it ain't anything that you know this particular concepts attempts to do. It always backfires. It ain't nothing that they could do that's actually going to reverse anything that we already have put into motion. You know, uh, only mm-hmm. thing, you know, only thing that they can do is, you know, put up, you know, do something for us to reference and, and factor in in terms of how we want to manipulate this entire situation. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, one more thing I'll add on the mundane side, low key, is that, uh, you know, there's going to there's gonna be some uh, money. There's some monetary gain up in the air right now that uh, people in the city and surrounding areas if you're having any monetary issues, you want to take advantage of the situation because a lot of people, you know, they lost a lot of shit, some people more than others, but a lot of us, we need those resources. So, you know, niggas need to go ahead and jump on that shit now, take the time out, jump on the computer, fill out those applications, make those phone calls and tap in because, uh, you know, you you know, opportunities uh, like this, you know, uh, they're, 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 you got the, the physical – devastation side of it then you also have you know the opportunity like like one of my teachers always told me never obstacle always opportunity so niggas need to take Mm -hmm. advantage um that's another on the mundane side uh now um spiritual side this uh this necronomicon shit uh it's it's some uh you know you brother jamal and some of the other teachers you know i want to uh share some of this shit that happened with cthulhu um, you know, recently with me, uh, I'll try to put it in a nutshell because um, this isn't really a question. This is just just me speaking on what's been going on. 
Um, mm-hmm. When I first used Necronomicon some years ago, uh, that shit like worked like in a, in, I mean dramatically. Like I was I was early in my consciousness. Shit worked right off the bat. Some years went by, and I would fuck with it here and there, and I always knew that whenever, from my previous experience, that whenever I do fuck with it, it was going to come in a dramatic fashion or it's just going to be, you know, um, I expected nothing less than what's actually occurred. Um, When the eclipse went down, even before the eclipse, I just started uh, fucking with uh, Cthulhu, like, real tough. Um, I already had something set up for him, but I wasn't really tapping in like that. And then recently I grabbed the book Nocturnicon, the Nocturnicon book, which is a, uh, which is a, I actually think I got that off of one of Panic's list, and uh, actually Panic's book as well that he put out the first one, where he has a section in there on Cthulhu, and those were a couple mm-hmm. of the resources that I studied recently. I took a bunch of notes, studied that shit thoroughly, highlighted on all that shit, and I've been actually getting into the perspective and embodying these particular deities, you know, whether it be Cthulhu or, and then on top of that, I've been looking at the Alien series, the whole franchise, and those are all, you know, Alien is a Necronomicon straight out of H.P. Lovecraft to the motherfucking T, and I've been talking to, uh, mm-hmm. I think I was talking to Gino about uh, the last two that came out where they where they give out outright, they tell you directly about the creation, how we created them, their perspective about us and how they feel about us creating them, how they think that we, how we feel, they're guessing and assuming how we feel about it. It's all in the last one, Prometheus and the Alien Covenant, great motherfucking movies to watch, to see, you know, that particular information. They're speaking directly to their people that can pick up on it. And for us, you know, it's just a reference. Niggas can do whatever they want to do with it. But uh, in mm-hmm. terms of embodying this Necronomicon shit, well, you know, Cthulhu come to fuck shit up. When Cthulhu rises out of the waters he's just a sleeping soul he's coming to fuck up humanity uh when i started to fuck with started to uh fuck with cthulhu before the eclipse it was already um a lot of people are making the transition people some of the people closest to me my closest loved ones their people have been making the transition my uh the brother who taught me mma baba shango i just found out he made the transition uh, you know, uh, the list goes and on. Shout out to Slip Double. His little sister just made the transition, you know, um, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so it's, you know, and out of respect, I don't I'm, I don't want to put every everybody, you know, business out there that I know, but there's been a lot of transitions been going on. And um, mm-hmm. so, but the thing about it is, is that because Panic's mama just passed and he made the statement, he said that I could feel that power rising up. So in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which is another uh, story coming out of H.P. Lovecraft's, basically his ideals, that Freddy character, um, they have uh, the dream, I think it's part four. It's part four, the dream master. And the girl, every time somebody would make the transition, she would absorb the powers of that particular person. So when her brother made the transition, Mm -hmm. the women made she started to kick ass. She could flip all that shit. So that's all that Panic is saying. That's all they were saying in the movie. When, when they make this transition, we take on their powers. Just like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, there's so many examples, fucking Bishop and X-Men, you know, et cetera. But um, so nevertheless, uh, that's been going on with me 
when when uh when I found out about Vargas Babasango, I couldn't stop punching shit. I've been he been even the way I've been putting doing consecration over my food has completely changed because of him. I'm doing fucking mm-hmm. martial arts stances when I consecrate my food now because of him. So and that's right in our DNA and anybody can tap into it. He's in the spirit realm. So um right. on the Cthulhu tip, you know, um like whenever the the solar eclipse went down, one thing that I noticed that was interesting is that for me, I never seen this much pandemonium over a fucking eclipse. Never, never seen a bunch of fucking celebrities and every every motherfucker it seemed like on the planet was paying attention to this eclipse at least over here on this side for sure. And uh, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I paid attention to that. And so then I'm at work, first time I ever I'm ever at the at the J. And everybody is talking about the fucking eclipse. So much so that niggas have the goddamn shades. Like, I'm, we working. We on the clock and shit. Um, I'm already ignorant anyway, as it is. Uh, niggas is going outside. They leaving directly from their workstation. They ain't, I ain't, when I left, I didn't ask no fucking body. I passed right by the supervisors. They didn't say shit. We go outside. It's a nigga. It's a, it's a uh, Latino dude sitting out on a truck. He got the glasses ready. So I put on the little shades and shit. I look at the uh, the goddamn solar eclipse. I seen a crescent moon inside of the sun, and I just called on Cthulhu. So you know, didn't you know? Didn't think nothing never kept it moving. Then uh, particular uh, waters come through, and you know the number when you said the number three earlier, it, it hit dead on because I can't remember. I didn't write it down, but there was something that occurred, I was looking at some papers or some numbers, and the number three showed up twice, but the paperwork is real crucial. And the number three is also in Supreme Mathematics, the number of the African child, or the number of child or the number of understanding. <laughs> so that's the shit, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, you know, in terms of the storm, and it's the shit that's going on with me that prompted me that I needed to take care of business-wise in regards to you know, my child, some some hurry upness, some get up and, and goddamn get the moving type shit, get it done type shit. So, and that, that's major for me personally, but for everybody else, like right now, you got, um, I went on, I was on, I was, I was uh, scrolling through uh, one of Panic's pages, Pandemonium, and I seen him talking about the, the, uh, the waters that came through in Houston, and he, everybody in the comments was hollering out Cthulhu, and I was like, okay, well, that's right on time. They're also selling those shirts with the Necronomicon. That's right on time, too. Um, right now, this is the add-on to a point that you always make, Brother Jamal, in your broadcast, is that, uh, you know, it's time for, you know, to, to wrap this shit on up. You know, like, it's 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 a thing of where uh, not saying exactly when it's going to happen, but it's a, um, the, the unfolding of it is, is, is happening right before our eyes. Like you said, Brother Jamal, mm-hmm. is that this, this shit is, is leading to a purification process or that number five in Supreme Mathematics is power refinement, which is uh, refinement is another term for uh, fire, that fire element. Whenever you put uh, mm-hmm. something in the fire or, you know, it can take out those impurities. So it's that purification process. And when they talk about hell or Hades is that we're, burning off a lot of fat. So all the artificial GMO and GMO shit gets burned up in our transition as we as we go through these transitionary phases before uh we get out of uh the appearance of space and time. So
So, um, but the point is, uh, on what you're saying about wrapping this shit up, the Necronomicon concept, Cthulhu, and all other motherfuckers that, that are in that particular pantheon, that's what they're there for. They're there to wipe this shit out, and with while this shit is unfolding, there's going to be opportunities and jewels that rise to the surface as, as the water settles while, we, while we're still in the, right. in the concept of uh, space and time. So, uh, you know, definitely a time to take advantage, you know, of this shit. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's some, of the, some of the things I wanted to share on that, some of the things that just came to mind. To piggyback on that, you know, we've talked about tonight about this whole concept of GMO versus organic. Well, the, my whole presentation came from the, the side of the storm from the GMO side of it. Mm-hmm. But when you bring it up, this aspect about Cthulhu, I would liken that to the the organic aspect of the same you know what I'm saying? Of the same situation. Where right. every every time something is contrived or <coughs> there's an attempt. I think you already said this. There's always something running on the backside of it running concurrent to where it's like you think you're doing like you know I think you know the old saying when you dig one ditch you better dig two you know so so I think that's 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 interesting to consider you know the 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 undercurrent to to what they have manufactured it's like you can't win no matter what at the end of the day Right. Um, and right. it's funny because they said something about they said I I I, w- I wanted to get this and write it down, but I was moving too fast. One some news broadcast they said, and I thought about what you had said about Cthulhu. They said uh, it went back out into the waters, talking about H- H- Harvey, and it stretched its tentacles back to the mainland. And I wish I would have wrote down where I, I, I heard that at. But I was like, that ain't that some shit. They use a, the reference of his tentacles. You know. Right. right. So, um man. But I appreciate it, bro. You 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 added another facet to the a true occult facet to the to the the whole thing of this 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 storm, you know. Oh yeah. But I agree. Yeah. Um. Until this thing wraps up, we supposed to be golden. We supposed to be like Gino say. We supposed to be a smooth Cadillac ride the rest of the way out for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts, and I and I just want to add add this part for anybody who may not be familiar with Cthulhu is that he resides at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, sleeping, and when he rises up, 
you know, so for me to be dealing with Cthulhu so heavy, and I, that's all I've been talking about before the storm, all I was talking about was Cthulhu. I'm having a whole conversation, you know, about Cthulhu. And uh, so for the waters to come through the way that they did, for me it was like the confirmation was it, it, it couldn't have been more, you know, uh, hitting me like head on, like right, right head on, like a Floyd Mayweather jab, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, and like you said, the tentacles, you know, uh, Cthulhu is an octopus deity, you know. So, I mean, all the all the, the symbols and the signs are right there. They're present. They're right here. So, but it's nothing but space and opportunity at the same time for people who actually want to take this knowledge and utilize it for to, to shape and mold their reality to their, uh, to the way that they see fit. Facts. Every tomb is a womb. Facts. All right, good brother. I always appreciate you dropping that wisdom. Hey, appreciate you, man. We're gonna uh we're gonna have to get together and chop it up here real soon, you know, get us a conference call going and, and oh, yeah. lay out all this shit. But uh, oh yeah, all right, all right, bro. Always good to hear from you. I'm gonna take a couple more here, and we gonna wrap this thing up here in a minute. All right, that's the bet, Jay. All right, peace. Okay. Eight one seven. Been waiting patiently. Your line is open. Hey, Brother hey, Jamal, Kai. Hello, Peace, team. peace. What's happening, Sister Kai? How are you this evening? Doing good. How you doing? I am doing good. I wanted to jump in um, to give you some confirmation here just about the energy of the eclipse and kind of some things that I had picked up. Um, with all of the things that have been going on here in Texas, um, I noticed that um, before the eclipse, I don't know if I had talked to you about it, but I, I had been gotten into a little bit of research on it, and I found out that the best place to see the full eclipse was going to be this place in um Illinois, and then after I did some research about that, listening to a video that Sister Perk put out, um, where they talk, they call this place Little Egypt, and in Illinois, and I thought that was real interesting because as soon as the eclipse came, like I, I the day before the eclipse came, I went and had a reading. And in this particular reading, the person was telling me how much, how many uh, downloads or whatever of new information that I was getting, and she mentioned Christ energy. And the Christ energy part kind of set me back because I really, well, she said Christ, not Christ energy, either or. Um, and it kind of set me back because I really don't, you know, associate much with Christ in regards to myself. And so in listening to her, I was just like, oh, okay, well, I get the downloads, you know, because I've been, I've been feeling lots of new information and things coming. But she, she said, oh, it was a big download. Well, then I go outside on the day of the eclipse, 
And the instant I walk outside, my head starts buzzing and hurting. And then I decide, okay, I'm going to look up the eclipse, look at the eclipse, okay, whatever. I felt some more energy go back inside. Ever since that day, though, it was like huge activations where I can feel the pineal, the energy centers completely pulsating all, all night long, like to the point where it is keeping me up at night. And then Panic puts right. out his uh, he Panic puts out his video about you know basically if you if you miss being if you don't know you don't know if you didn't get didn't feel what you need to feel on this particular day you ain't part of the golden army that kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. was like, oh, okay, that's that's real interesting. But then when I listened to you talking about the Christ energy coming in, I thought, okay, I get where we're saying with this, um, where you're saying with the Christ energy. And then I thought, well, it's real interesting that it seemed like the people, the melanin-dominant people, and others did a big push. There was a big push to crucify white Jesus, a.k.a. Joel Osteen, about his lack mm. of assistance in the hurricane. And then I see how he went to defend himself, like, oh, you know, we couldn't do this. It was flooded, whatever the case. He gave whatever excuses he needed to give, but then they then he went and opened it back up so that he could get propped back up. And I just thought to myself, well, you know, that was really kind of like a sim- symbolic slaughter of that energy. And I'm just thinking, wow, or that figure, that representation. And I just thought, wow, well, if the, if the Golden Army got, got activated on Monday, then I can see why this whole influx of water and then the crucifixion of the white Jesus happens during this time. And I just wanted to kind of point that out to you. And I thought, man, that's wow. awesome some spot-on type stuff, because they, they, I mean, wow. have truly vilified Joel Osteen in, in this wake of disaster here. And I think that's also kind of symbolic, too, when we look at the duality of the Dallas versus Houston, because, you know, it's always like a rivalry type thing, Dallas versus Houston. And so for Houston to be getting all of this energy by water and Dallas is losing energy in the form of gas. Mm. And I thought, hmm, mm. that's a pretty that's a pretty significant thing to see here um, that we're dealing with because, as you know, here the the hysteria is just insane for the people in the gas. I just passed right. the gas station now. It's got a line full of cars, and it's after nine o'clock at night. Uh huh. So I just wanted to point that out to you. I thought that was interesting. My little spidey sense went up, and and that was it. That's all I had to say. Wow. Well, y'all, y'all, y'all dropping jewels tonight. Like, damn, this is a um a lot to a lot to ponder on and consider here. There's a lot of shit going on right now. Um, and then it's the the bodybuilder, like I said earlier, the bodybuilder Dallas named Dallas McCarver dies right after the the um the um eclipse occurs. So um there's still and, and much that, to sit and, in, and, and Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, and 
traditionally, you know, whenever we get these storms, Dallas is not without its water. So the storms may hit the south of Texas, but Dallas gets its refreshment, its replenishment from the water too. But have you noticed how the GMO has withheld the water from Dallas? And that's not normal. Mm. Normally when we get rain, when we get tropical storms and hurricanes, we see our fair share of rain here. And it's like, right. no, it's a not little, happen. It was, that was a little bit. And then they'll have it that, like, today it was supposed to have been rain. It was in the forecast, and then there's no rain. Right. Um, and then Phil Valentine talked about, with the Katrina hurricane, how, you know, this was his evidence for it being a harp. He said how it's set still. He says... A hurricane yes. does not sit still. You know, right? So, it moves and then it dissipates and it moves on. Totally right, right. It's energy. You know, this is. But you know, we see both sides. I think you know it's interesting. What what brother Krista brought up, um, with the Cthulhu energy, because I do believe that this thing was manufactured. But we also know that whenever they manufacture something, they always end up getting slapped in the face because, like, your points you brought up about Joel Osteen, we know that was not manufactured. We know that it's not in their best interest to have this person that they've been outright trying to present as some form of Christ figure. Everybody loves Joel Osteen. Hey, man, everybody, God has got a victory for you. God wants you to be prosperous. Hey, man. I mean, it's like who can say anything bad about Joel? He smiles. He never tells you you're going to go to hell. So they've been presenting him as this Christ figure. So we know that it was not intended for him to be vilified. So it's all these little subplots coming up. And I would attribute that to going back to like what Brother saying was that's an aspect of, of some Cthulhu energy, you know, chopping off heads where it wasn't intended. So, I mean, it's just a lot. There's a, just a, a, a lot going on. It's just uh, in the words of Brother Bobby Emmett, it's just beautiful times. Beautiful Definitely. times. Definitely, and I you know, awake. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just, uh, you know, really co-signing. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Interesting time, a great time to be aware and understand, you know, just the various levels of things and the levels of propaganda that are constantly being put in our face for us to absorb and do things with. I mean, you know, I think, um, I think that we are really – really bearing witness to a, a true fall. And, you know, we have Trump in office, and the Trump cars are being dealt everywhere in everything. Right. 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 So that this was all I had for you. All right, sister, I appreciate you dropping some jewels. Uh, all of y'all like, damn. <laughs> 
We done commenced a whole new show here. But it's good to hear from you. Definitely. Well, we'll talk soon. All right. You be easy. All right. You too. Peace. All right. Peace. All right. We're going to go to uh, 713, but I just got a text from Sister Zeta. I'm just going to read this title here of this, 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 this story. Joel Osteen sells luxury yacht through flooded Houston to pass out copies of Your Best Life Now. Oh, man. And the boat. <laughs> You're talking about making mockery. The name of the boat is SS Blessed. Everybody, oh, see, Christian said he think it's a hoax. I don't know. Brother Gino, <laughs> what up with it, Jay? Man, everything is up. No doubt, man. Everything no doubt. is everything. Everything is always and as evidenced by the calls you're getting and everybody's giving their testimonies and stuff. You know, uh, you know, early man, I sent you the thing with the uh, different little hurricanes potentially that's coming, that's still to come. Uh-huh. And it's funny because uh, my boy Kristen was just talking about Cthulhu, and he was making mention of Cthulhu being in the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Well, I don't know if everyone knows, but supposedly right now you're supposed to have uh, Irma, Hurricane Irma. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. over kind of like right now, like Bermuda Triangle area, kind of Florida, uh, the Caribbeans right down there and stuff like that. Then when particularly when we talk about this Cthulhu, uh, if you're asking me, you know, it's this Hurricane Lydia. That's supposedly, supposedly supposed to be in the Baja Peninsula, which is right by Mexico, you know, Mexico. I think southern Mexico mm-hmm. or something like that. I think I was reading. So that's, that's your cook. I mean, it's all everything's everything, but it's just interesting. He said Pacific Ocean, uh, Pacific Ocean, and sure enough, we got a hurricane in real time right now. That's right now in the Pacific Ocean called Hurricane Lydia. Okay. Now, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Go on. Let me ask you this, because you just I just triggered something. Let you finish your thought. Do you remember uh-huh. with the whole nine eleven thing? When Bobby Hammond was saying that they opened up a, that, yeah, we know it was all staged, but they opened up something. Could it be that with this staged hurricane that they opened up some shit that they didn't intend to? Well, that's what I was about to get to. I think the other thing we got to keep in mind, and you said it, natural GMO, but I think the sometimes when we talk about this GMO, is it really, quote-unquote, the powers that be? Or is it really this assimilation of the matrix that's, that's in, 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 in reference, you know, like going against us? You see mm. what I'm saying? That we actually set in place, but because we're doing things, so now it's got to counter us. We got to keep that in mind, too. So, mm-hmm. So, but you're right. Thing to this is that it's not just one side. So for those people that say, "Oh man, you're worried about what they're doing," 
Well, that's the thing, because it's not just what we what we're doing in counterpoint to that. It is, but now I would say what we think is powers to be white boy uh, is more the matrix in response to us trying to uh, wake up or overthrow it or or, or or merge with it or whatever. You know, so I think that's what we got to keep in mind Damn. on that. Yes. So, so you're totally right. Well, see, uh, no one side. Okay, finish my fault. Finish your point. No, I was going to say it's never one side. It's never one side. Even when we're doing the work we're doing, you know, I mean, I can use something like Kaepernick. Right? We was talking about uh, uh, the France, the purpose just talked about Kaepernick. You know, I say, mm-hmm. in my with my two eyes, you know, and I'm trying to open up the third eye, but I'm seeing in real time like Panic told us to get the Captain America dolls. You know, and everyone knows Captain, uh-huh. the nickname he goes by is Cap. Now, you got all these Negroes in the league, in that league, and you telling me he's the one that stands up? That's a coincidence. It ain't no such thing. But what we're talking about right now, you know, they won't give him a job. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to sit this person, say, say the Matrix. Maybe they is the rule, the boogie, you know, the powers that be. But like I said, if it's not that, then I'm saying it's the matrix responding to a lot of things. It's always that counter to us, you know, no matter how you slice it, you know, to what we're doing. So um, that's just the point I want to make on that. But, um, man, I'm going to tell you what's really funny, though, man, is uh, I don't know what it is, but I just, uh, she's, you know, the sister, she just talked about Joel Osteen behind, and that whole thing is funny. I found myself looking into Jim Jones last night. And uh, and I'm bringing this up uh-huh. because I also gave you something in reference to Adolf Hitler, something I, I, I found recently about Adolf right. Hitler. Right? You got it. And he uh-huh. was talking about... Now, I don't want to really speak too much on this because I am... I am I want to know more of the authenticity of it before I start. You know what I'm saying? Now... Right. What it was saying, like that whole Willie Lynch letter. What Bobby was saying, right? Yeah, you know. And but I'm wondering, is this someone that may know what Bobby was dropping, and now you're putting this out? I don't know. But uh, if it's if that's not the case, then that's right in line with what Bobby Ben dropped. You know about the real deal of what the whole uh, Adolf Hitler and you know and what they were doing. You know, with the experimentations and things like that. But anyway, it's interesting when you read this thing, and it says that he said that uh, you know World War Three is gonna come down when the people realize who the real quote unquote chosen people are. And he he went on and on to a, I believe it's one of his soldiers that because the soldier's like, well, what are you talking about? And he said, well, they have America has the jewels. The Negro, the black man and black woman are the Jews. And he supposedly was saying that Hitler was trying to actually prevent, um, when he was doing his whole thing, you know, he was trying to prevent the Jews, quote unquote, you know, Jews from taking over. And that's why he was supposed to get what he did. But like I said, I, mean, mm-hmm. I want to look more into the, the authenticity of it. Now, I'm circling back to this point. You made a point. About World War Three was the mind, which is still on mm-hmm. line with what this whole thing is saying on here. Because 
it's still talking about a brainwashing that's taking place because you really, you, you know, you're really making people believe that chosen people is these white people. And and again, uh-huh. not to, we know as a culture, the Bible is not to be taken literal. You know, if you know, but we do also know too that we are the original people that touched down on the planet. You know, so it is right. kind of thing of trying to take the birthright. So that still is that brainwashing trying to take place. But my point is, is with the Jim Jones. Okay, it's apparent to me that that was MK. That was mind control. Jim Jones, I was reading into it, man, and it's deep as hell, but that was mind control. See, the point mm-hmm. is, is when Hitler, what was going on with that World War II, so it's just bringing it home, ever since that World War II, and maybe even before that, but no doubt about it, after that World War II, that's when MK Ultra comes into play. So you were mm-hmm. right to said about World War Three is the mind. Because literally mm-hmm. after World War Two, that was the whole thing. Was you start getting talking about this MK Ultra. Whether it's Charles Manson with um not even mean to take it there, y'all, but I'm you know, but but it's just something. But whether it's Charles Manson with, with the whole thing of uh the, the hippie movement. He was MK Ultra. They set him in on that. You know what I'm saying? And we know how the uh, the hippies mm-hmm. were starting to become uh, like niggas. You know, becoming communal. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, down with war, man. It's all about peace. That was an experiment. LSD movement. LSD, right? Because that's the drug they were giving out. You know, so is this is this something else? The uh, movie came out. Men that stare at goats. And showed how they were doing the whole mind control thing with that. So it's just interesting, man. You know, and and, and so but coming to the hurricane, I'm of the feeling of uh, it, it's both. It's us doing it, but it's also the matrix, or maybe Hawk. You know, it, it, but it's not just one side. Is what I would say to it all. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's what's going on, you know. So, um, man, it's just it's just really interesting times right now. And uh, and I want to finish with this: when we're talking about the Matrix, in the third one, the final one, the trilogy, Neo Neo recognized because he was fighting Agent Smith all by his lonesome self, and it hit him. He said, "You know what? I'm going about this all wrong," you know. I'm trying to defeat this sucker. Actually, mm-hmm. I have to merge with his behind. Come on and now. And once he merges Agent Smith, that's when the matrix or the spell, you know, or the veil, it was lifted. You know, so we got to keep that in mind as well, too. So, yeah, man, it's 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 just, it's deep stuff, man. It's deep stuff. Okay, now you done, you done, you done, you done. You done fucked up shit now. <laughs> okay, now you done took it. You done took it there. But I'm only, you know, I don't want. I mean, this is just from everybody else. You know, I'm listening and 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 yeah, man, we just building, you know. But I do want to say this too, man. One more thing. Supposedly there's supposed to be another hurricane coming. Back. Mm-hmm. I know nobody want to hear about this right here in H time. 
and Louisiana. They haven't even named it yet, but they're watching this bad boy. So you got Irma, and see, people thinking it's Irma. Uh-uh. You got Irma over there in the Caribbean and in the Bermuda area. You have Lydia that's doing its thing in Mexico, but there's another one, potentially. And that's why they, they haven't named it, because supposedly it hasn't become such a threat yet. But they're saying that if it does, they thinking this bad boy going to hit sometime next week. So we're up here thinking that everything is over, but we may be having another hurricane coming this way. So it's it's uh, deep shit, man. You know, deep stuff, man. So, but uh, but anyway, Jay, I'm not trying to hog the show, man. I, I just appreciate you know that you have you know this platform, man, that you let us on, you know, so that we can you know just have this dialogue with you. And um, hey, man, we you know this is always great. At least, especially once a week, at least that. Let alone the work we do ourselves, but the, you know, again, the, to to come together like this, right. man, at least once a week, that's always great. So, just appreciate uh, y'all. Then I appreciate y'all because y'all then, goddamn, y'all then, y'all then had some things stored up for a while. No doubt about this deep, man. Deep stuff. The the mm-hmm. the the interaction is what. Um, is where the, the 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 doorway really opens up to allow in. Damn, you know um, that 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 point about the. I never I never mm-hmm. watched that third Matrix. Um, right. But you know the 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 point about he he realized what he had to do was merge. That that's that mm-hmm. whole the ending of Dark Crystal. You know mm-hmm. where the the Gremlin had to yeah. eventually dissolve the sketches, and mm-hmm. um, right. you go and get um, Richard Cavendish book, The Black Arts. He's describing mm-hmm. this whole concept of alchemy, and the you know, you know, it starts off as the you burn it down. He calls it the Ethiopian, and then right. when it's burnt mm-hmm. to a uh, Certain level, it, it it burns to this this white powder, mm-hmm. you know, and this white powder is the sign that it is ready to make its final transformation and transmutation. So when right. we look at all these, we go back to this thing you're saying about the matrix, and then what has the matrix put in place as its number one chief operator or controller? You know, and we all know who that is. To my Trump, and or the the uh, European man and woman mm-hmm. as a collective. Right, right, right. And mm-hmm. um, not thinking of it so much as we got to, you know what I'm saying, fight <clears throat> off this uh, enemy. But looking mm-hmm. at it more so from an occult perspective, it being a sign of the amount of decay that has been necessary to transition to the next phase of this alchemical process. 
Mm-hmm. It's like when you put when a dog shits, you leave dog mm-hmm. shit out in the grass long enough, you know you ever see how it starts turning white. That's right. After right. it gets real hard, it gets this white coating on it. And then after a while, it starts to break down and it becomes break down. fertilizer. That's right. Mm-hmm. So the different things that everybody has introduced and contributed tonight, it brings us deeper into a, a cult thinking process of what's the end supposed to be? We got always got to come back to eschatology. How's this thing supposed to end? And that's it. Yeah, bro. The matrix. Well, well, let me say this. It's funny you saying this because, okay, real fast. Let me just say this real fast. Before this hurricane stuff, right, and we were all touching on it. Dick Gregory, Jerry Lewis passing away, but before that, right, we had these removing of these. Uh, statues. Oh, right? oh, came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. This. Okay, so now what's interesting about that? I looked into, uh, and this is what's real funny because you know, I mean, obviously we've had solar eclipses from the time of Nat Turner, so now we've had them. But I just call myself looking at the exact time frame, uh, the the time space gap from when. Because somebody was making reference to this about how uh, when this solar eclipse was coming, this was really August 21st. It was the same day that Nat Turner and his boys and and, the, and I'm sure some of the sisters, they rolled out and they they, they put in that work. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked into it. That year, 1831, is very interesting. Uh, supposedly, the first solar eclipse that was seen was back on February 11th. And he and his compadres they were thinking about, you know, when they first saw that sign, you know, he was gonna he was gonna put in that work, and he actually wanted to do it on Fourth of July. <laughs> but something about mm-hmm. him, I guess he got sick or something, and so he didn't go through with it. But then came back another solar eclipse came back. I believe it was August the thirteenth. And then when he saw that, we said, okay, it's, let me stop bullcrapping. It's time to get to this. And it's a week later, or uh-huh. eight days later, from the 13th to the 21st, that's actually when they put in the work. Now, what's funny is about a week before that solar eclipse, as everybody remembers, that's when the whole statue stuff was coming out. And where was it coming from? Virginia, which is where Matt Turner did his rise, was in Virginia. And then I looked at the time gap from 1831 to now. It's 186 years time difference. When then you do the numerology, mm. they give you they give you six, which as well as the coming together is 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 equality. Now, isn't it funny? In West in in Virginia, you got these white people, or at least it seems they having a problem with these uh, statues up. And, you know, you got the whole Ku Klux Klan thing, but you got some white people say, hey, man, you know, and they're actually leading this whole thing with the statues coming down. I mean, it's just not a black thing, you know. Um, to me, it's a, it is a, really what's going on to me. It is black people having to look at themselves, 
But in particular, it's white people having a look at things. 